0: The Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, daring, debonair, debonair, debonair host, Kellen Conley. So, two things, really quickly. Two things or just one thing? All right. First of all. Y'all have heard my friend Anthony Sellers on the show twice now. He was on the Avengers, the in-game episode a few episodes back. And then we had the 107 Miles episode, I believe, where we traveled to Park, Parkersburg before we went to Browns camp last year. Anthony is one of my, best, my, uh, one of my best friends, okay? So I just went into the mall where I've been recording the episodes here lately. And, um, and I don't record them in the mall or anything like that. But... You know, I, I have been going to... I'm in, like, the mall's close to work. I've said this before. I just go to the parking lot and I record here. Because, one, um, unlike Kroger used to be, there isn't that much activity. The other episode was kind of weird because Homeboy walked up on me and was like, Do you have a lighter? And I was like, No. Like, I'm recording the World's Greatest Podcast. Don't you know who I am? I'm Kellen Conley, bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But Anthony uh, used to work for a place in the mall. I'm not going to say the name. I don't even know if I've said it before. place we used to work together. He recently left on good terms and is striking out on his own as an Uber Lyft driver. So if anybody needs a ride in Morgantown, uh, you pull up your Uber and Lyft app, you see Anthony S. come up or however they come up when you order a driver, a car. Uh, that's my man. And you be nice to him. All right. That's my man's in them. That's pretty good. I walk in the mall because I was like, all right, I'm going to rec- start recording uh, this episode. And I'm going to go use the bathroom, everything. So I worked in the mall uh, from 2008 until 2011. Went to the other store across town for a while. And then ended up coming back to the mall in late 2011. Um, yeah. And then I actually eventually quit in May of 2012, and that was other than my brief stint in between uh, my old job and my current job, uh, when I got terminated, <sighs> yeah, um, I haven't been back since. And, I'm, and Anthony's the reason now I was able to go back to my old job because he vouched for me and they covered me for three or four weeks before I, st- I went back to my current job. Anyway. I'm walking to the bathroom, and there's a Chick-fil-A in there. And I see this guy standing in Chick-fil-A. Now, the uniform for the store, it's like khakis, normally brown pants, khakis, and these light blue, powder blue uh, polo shirts. And so I see someone standing in one of those, and I immediately and correctly assume that he works at said establishment. And I'll be damned if he didn't look like a clone of Anthony. Like, he was taller and he was a little bit wider and his, he had more of a gut. But the haircut almost, and then the, he has glasses. And even the way I felt like he was standing at Chick fil A waiting for his food, it looked like Anthony. He was like a clone gone wrong. So, Anthony, if you're listening to this, and I know you're probably not, I just want to let you know <laughs> that they have had, they made an attempt to clone you. It didn't, it was imperfect. But he was walking, and looked like he was operational, and he was carrying some coffees and whatever else he got from Chick-fil-A back to said location where he used to work. Uh, So they may have an imperfect clone of you running around. His name's probably Tony or something like that. But now that that's out of the way, welcome to the Barack Obama Brew World's Greatest Podcast again, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to be here with you. Parking lot is not popping overcast today. We had some scattered showers uh, most of yesterday and then uh, supposed to get more of the same today. Someone's over there making a loud noise. Don't they know I'm recording the world's greatest podcast? Damn it. And I know my voice echoes off of the building a little bit. So people probably walk through here or drive in and like, well, that guy's really talking to himself. He's really giving it to somebody. That's right. I'm giving it to the people because I am a man of the people. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, one day when I have a live show, I will segue to that. And I'll be like, that's right. I do it for the people because I am it. And everybody go, man of the people. All four of y'all. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to warm up, though, for everybody who's been waiting for the Morgantown weather report. You're not even going to hear this on the day that I'm actually talking about it. But we here, man. Happy to be here. Not a... Uh, 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 Almost read something out loud that did not need to be uh, read out loud. So let me take that down. Nothing bad, just just other podcast stuff that I was about to read. Like it was vital to the show. I don't need to tell y'all that. I, I don't think he wants me sharing that information that he's telling me about Monster in the Podcast, Monster the Man Podcast, which I think he just sent me a new episode. So that will be up before you hear this episode of Monster or Monster in the Man. Before you hear this episode, Nation. Cause we've been rolling. We've been. Ro- I just dropped 109 last night, and I recorded 109. Uh, that was. I finished that at the end of the last week, and I would started it. Uh, yeah, I finished that last week. Um, one ten is done. I recorded 110 on Tuesday, and then this is this is either going. This is probably be 111, and then as long as I'm still talking to Mark, because I'm going to confirm that today. He will be 112. So we we've been rolling. August has been good to us, man. It, it, I am not complaining at all. It feels like April in this bitch because the past two years, April's been very good. Maybe I just like eight months, man. I mean, Angel, Leah, awesome. You know, all those things go together, and apparently, April and August do for me as well. So we're here. We're not queer, but we rep for them. And uh, let, let's get into get into it a little bit. So first thing I want to start with is I'm going to go through my trusty docs here. Make sure there's nothing else that I have missed. So, because I had a long list of stuff. So I do want to go ahead and add this, Um, this podcast I've been listening to, but I'm going to make sure I recommend that to y'all shortly. All right. So Let's see. I don't know if I'm going to do a King of R&B pod. That thing's kind of beat, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. So when the X-Tex is done, is done. Hovind NFL is done, Vini Vidi Vici is 20 is done, Wesley Snipes is done, Vacation Wedding's done, Waze is done, whatever I wanted to say about Sleeping Beauty is done, Puddle and Clutch is done, and then Rick slash The Walking Dead ends is done. And that's how, I, that's how we do it, man. Um... Some interesting things that's on the radar for those of you that, um, are interested. I don't know. I just said interesting things for people who are interested. Um, let's see. I am planning a Kevin Smith podcast with Michael Lamarique because, uh, the new Jay and Silent Bob reboot film comes out in October, I believe. So we will be linking soon to discuss the various films of Kevin Smith so I'm excited about that. I told y'all about the Jay-Z Volume 3, 20 years, Blueprint 3, 10 years episode. Um, Planning on having Tyler from the Hamilton episode come back on and talk about a couple Netflix shows with me, Sex Education and, and Dead to Me. And then I don't even know if they agreed to this. <laughs> but one day we got on the topic and me and the brain trust. And we were talking about Sex in the City. So that that's kind of like one of those... Um, not a bucket list pod, but it's kind of like, like, if we can pull this together, because getting all four of us is always a pain, because me and Marcus are normally good, Lamb's good, Eric is the one uh, who we have trouble pulling in, because Eric is busiest at night when we normally record these. So, well, busiest as in either he's working or he's sleeping, because he has to work, because he's a very responsible individual. Shout out to Handsome Bing. So, yeah, maybe talking about sex in the city with the brain trust, I don't know. So there's nothing else on here, but I do want to tell y'all that because he is who he is, my semi-regular co-host Marcus Shomad Love Robinson, who also has a, sh- a a website that helps bring you Hyphenation, because I love his website, the m a r c r o b dot wordpress dot com, Marcus Robinson. Uh, he gave me a topic. He he uh, we were um, I was looking for pics of ja Rule. And if you've seen the cover for 110 by now, which you may have, you should have seen the cover for 110 by now, if you've seen the cover for 110, and I really hope I remember to name this up, name that episode Thug Unmotivation 101, because I picked out an entirely different name. I haven't done the cover yet. And if I forget it and use that other title, which is something kind of a play on rules um, on word rules, (laughs) a play on words. Uh, with Andrew Luck and then using a the Ja Rule lyric who I talked about in that episode. If I don't use Thug on Motivation 101, somebody kicked me. Anyway, Ja Rule was on that cover. And me and Marcus spent a good chunk of... Uh, when was that? Tuesday? Uh, yeah, because I recorded that on... Uh, no, Monday. Monday evening. We spent a good chunk of time trying to find pictures of old Ja Rule. Like, we didn't want... I didn't want... This is me. I didn't want a recent picture... Uh, as Marcus said, Ja Rule's not the most handsome dude. So I was trying to, the era I was talking about was 1999 when Vinny Vedevici came out. And so I was trying to, I was like, I want a photo from then or backstage, or I'll even take something from maybe leading into Rule 336, but I didn't want him to have the braids because in Rule 336, he did have the braids. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say that to Marcus, but he knew what I was looking for. I said, 99, 2000 That's what I'm looking for for Ja and he found this picture of Ja and Aaliyah together from the backstage tour, he thought. And uh it was it was just the Ja roll picture I was looking for. Ja looked high, he looked young, he looked hungry, you know, he wasn't eating off of uh between you and me, and then eventually uh always on time and his whole run. He he wasn't eating well yet, you know, he was signed but he was hungry. And then he put we uh she he was next to her, he was taking a picture, a flicker. With uh, the young goddess Aaliyah, and I was like, man, that's a great picture. But uh, he nigga get a job of that picture, man. He's like, yo, did you talk about Aaliyah's 18th anniversary of her passing away? And I was like, no, actually, I I did not. And he was like, and I was like, I I kind of wish I had on the Jaw Rule pod now, cause then been a perfect opportunity to use that picture and. I'm going to uh, steal that picture from the um, Brain Trust chat and post it for y'all, so y'all know what I'm talking about. Cause it was a really dope picture. Uh, so shout out to him. Yo, welcome to Yo with me and Anthony. <laughs> we totally just found out Jadavian Clowney got traded to the Seahawks. What do you think about this move, Anthony? Seahawks replacing Frank Clark. They are. Because they traded him to what, KC? I'm not sure. I haven't, yeah. Yeah. Okay, We're we, we up to date on our sports here on Yo. It's Thanks for listening. Not him. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for the Seahawks. Did you get it? Yeah. Listen I to us on know. iTunes. Breaking news August 31st, 2019. No, Welcome to Yo. On this episode, What's his name? Rashawn McCoy. Just got released by the Buffalo Bills. Anthony, thoughts? Surprise. <laughs> Check us out on iTunes. August 31st, 2019. Welcome to Yo. Mountaineers are up 2013. Anthony, thoughts? Should be up a lot more. This has been Yo. Check us out on iTunes. But yeah, man, it's it's officially been eighteen years since Aaliyah died. It's been eighteen years since I left high school, eighteen years since I started college, and uh, there are children who were born in two thousand and one who are now um, graduated and either going off to trade schools or not going to school and working, and or going to college or whatever their plan is. Who uh, spent eighteen years without. Aaliyah. So, my let me say first and foremost, when Aaliyah, when we named obviously we have a child named Aaliyah, I kind of threw Aaliyah out on a lark, kind of like I did with our dog Brooklyn, because when we got Brooklyn in two thousand and six, I didn't want a ch- dog. I mean, me and Angel been together three years at that point. We were planning on staying together, but I didn't want a dog. And my friend had a someone who had a deal in chihuahuas, an angel really wanted one, so he we went to Saberton, and there was one that looked like a cow, was white with black spots, and then there was a little brown one. And the one with white and black sprouts is one angel liked first, but he wasn't, I uh, didn't seem like he to play, and then Brooklyn came over and was all playful, and, and that was all she wrote. Then we had a dog. So we're literally on the way back home with this puppy. Okay. <laughs> And angel looks at me and says, Do you wanna name him? And I'm like, grumble, grumble, grumble. This is also brought to you by McDonald's Coffee. Do you wanna name him? I'm like grumble, grumble, grumble. I mean I guess I wanna name him Brooklyn. I like that. Brooklyn it is. Why did I choose Brooklyn? because jay-z is from brooklyn and that was all that was all the wrong reason so brooklyn was named brooklyn from that and then i eventually christened him brooklyn peter griffin canon Conley because i was really in a family guy at that time and brooklyn did dumb stuff like peter griffin uh angel did not put that on his birth certificate or whatever it is his registration i'm severely disappointed but it is what it is and so Aaliyah was also a lark. Oh and, and then the thing with Brooklyn is everybody thinks he's a girl, because he has his name's Brooklyn. And people think Brooklyn is a girl's name. Nah, Brooklyn's Brooklyn is named for one of the hardest places in the world. Marcy Projects. What up? <laughs> Chia. Call for, for love where I'm from, Marcy son. Ain't nothing noise. Home to many places, but I'm Brooklyn zone. Yeah. I messed up that lyric. And, and with Aaliyah, it was also a lark, because Angel's name with naming Aaliyah was, you can't name her after any of my students. She got pregnant in 2013. She had been teaching since 2007, I think, like substituting. So there was six years and I don't know if she's including kids she had when uh, she was uh, doing her student teaching of girls' names that we couldn't use. So our go-to when we first got together we are just bullshitting or whatever. We were going to name her kid Jasmine. And my plan was Jasmine Gwendolyn Conley. Jasmine was just the name that we both liked. Gwendolyn of course was the name of you guessed it. Spider-Man's first love, Gwen Stacy. And then of course, last name would be Conley. But she's had jasmines, didn't want to do jasmine anymore. So it came down to three names. One was Athena. I was I kind of liked the first second, but I was like, oh, God, it sounds so hoity toity, you know? Athena. Athena can or it was either a hoity toity or southern. So I'd be disappointed if Aaliyah didn't talk like this with a southern accent. Like my God, my stars and garters. This meal is delightful, mama. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, I would want her to be a biracial Southern Belle. <laughs> and I know that wasn't going to be happening. So that was my first thought. Uh, so Athena was out. I threw Electra out there also in a lark. Because I was like, no way she goes for Electra. Because Electra was obviously uh, for uh Nachios. I think I'm ble- saying that right. Uh, from Daredevil Claim But that was also like Electra Electra. Man, that that sounds that, that sounds a little over the top too, you know? And one thing I didn't want to do cuz I know how people are, I didn't want people to judge my daughter cuz of what her name was. It's like, "Oh, this girl Electra starting here. Wonder what that so and so is about." You know? That girl Athena's here. Oh. And we also try to make sure there was no names we were giving her that could be made fun of easily in school. (sighs) So I tossed out Aaliyah. I didn't think it would stick. And he was like, I like Aaliyah. I'm like, are you serious? Dope. (laughs) She pushed on Athena and Electra a little bit, but Aaliyah obviously won out. (laughs) Aaliyah said the other night though, she was like, I could have been named Electra! (laughs) she has no idea who Electra the comic book character was so she's like I could have been named Electra yeah kid sorry about that but with the spelling and everything I was like I want to spell it A A L I Y A H my relationship with Leah, the singer first uh, came into be My relationship, y'all know what I mean. Uh, I first heard her song, AJ, or back and forth. Back and forth is first time I heard her. Um, I had made a trip to Winchester to spend time with my birth mother for the weekend, and it was probably uh, it was ninety four, maybe ninety five or so. And it was first time I heard that heard that song. So that was my first exposure to it, and that was really it. I didn't have too much other. Because um, I only heard it, and when I was listening to DC radio stations while I was in Winchester, Virginia, then I came back home, and uh, again I've told you all this story. We didn't have satellite; we just had the four basic channels: uh, four, five, seven, and nine, which is for those pay- playing at home at home: NBC, Fox, ABC, and CBS, and sometimes we got PBS. Um, once we got Prime Star in 1995 and satellite, then I started watching. Um, MTV and BET and getting to get more exposed to music quicker than what I was being exposed to it prior With no actual R&B rap station uh, Barely a pop station. There was a pop station, but it was like it was very pop then like pop now Compared to pop in the early 90s Like they sound nothing alike. like the pop of the 90s almost sounds adult contemporary compared to some of the things get played on radio now, but I mean, obviously, the fads, uh, trends change. So that makes sense. But Aaliyah came out in 1996, I want to say. Podcasting 101, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. I know y'all been waiting for me to do this, son. Let's see. A-A-L-I-Y... A-H... Um... No, it's not. One in a million. I almost put the other one in. One in a million, Aaliyah... 96. Nailed it. So... I, I had seen the videos for If Your Girl Only Knew That You Was Try It to get with me yeah uh, obviously this is her first album without R. Kelly and it may be her best selling album of her career I'm not gonna look too hard to try to figure that out um I'm gonna I mean, have to go back and read this There, but uh obviously this is the album where she linked up with Cymbalette and Missy that's right because she was no longer with the Aura. so thank you Columbia House or BMG, whoever, whatever music group we were using at the time, for all those CDs for a couple cents, and then my dad was paying for the paying for everything. He, he wasn't the dude who would run off and owe Columbia House two hundred dollars. He paid everything. So I copped one in a million because I I like. Hot or um, I like One in a Million or If Your Girl Only Knew a lot, and I was like, I was like, I like Leah. I want to hear what her album's about, and my mind was blown all the way backwards. Let me just read you this track list: Beats for the Streets, Intro, Feature Missy Elliott, Producer Timbaland, Hot Like Fire, Timbaland, and that's not even the remix. Cause that Hot Like Fire, the OG is good. The remix is super dope. I'm going to make it hot like fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. That's, sh- come on. One in a million. Great. I'm looking for a girl like you. Hey, here we go. Her and Tretch on that joint. Produced by KG. Tim did one in a million. Tim did hot like fire. If a girl only knew, that was Tim. Uh, choosy lover. Old school, new school, which, of course, um, was an old Ozzy Brothers song. She killed that. Um, did a got to give it up re not a remix or um a cover essentially with slick rick on it yeah four page letter timbaland again uh everything's gonna be all right rodney jerkins and then you got giving you more don't know who j dibbs is got your back jermaine dupree wonder if jay-z told him he could do that um produce that oh and by the way jd came out and said he never had a conversation with jay-z so shut up brian michael cox who knows why he's saying that now. jay is probably like, you need to get your man. Uh, Never Given Up, featuring Severius Polk. Don't know who that is. Heartbroken, Timbaland. Never Coming Back, Timbaland. Ladies in the House, Missy and Timbaland. With, produced by Timbaland. The One I Gave My Heart To, which is actually really, really pretty. Um, a really pretty, pretty ballad. And then the very last song was uh, Came to Give Love, outro, featuring Timbaland. Uh, produced by Timbaland. Bro so much heat on this album. So I was immediately big big Aaliyah fan. And then she went away for a while. Everybody's like, oh well, um, okay. Aaliyah's not on the scene. I am I know she obviously was in a couple films. Uh, Cause wasn't she, oh uh, see now I'm gonna have to look. Let's see. She was, oh okay. No, she was only in Romeo Must Die in 2000. And then Queen of the Dam came out after her death. Um, I thought she was on. I might be mixing up with those Tommy Hilfiger commercials. I thought she was in that faculty movie with uh, Usher and everything. But, but yeah, like one in a million was '96. She took five years off. And j- just to remind you, AJ nothing but a number. When it came out, Aaliyah was super young. Uh, that came out '94. Aaliyah was born in '79, so '89 she was ten. So, she's 15 when A.J. None But a Number came out. Three years later, or two years later, she was barely 17 when she did um, One in a Million. So, this is her natural um, period of time before she released the third album. Where, you you know, when they're... Because they're, she wasn't singing songs that were geared towards a kid-friendly audience. Because it's kind of like... If you look at Immature's catalog, and think about Batman, Marcus Houston, and all the songs they used to sing as Immature, and then think about some of the things that he's put out once he was an adult, you know, you transition, like Bieber, for example, had that whole first album, baby, 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 ah, and then he took a couple, of hours, a couple of years off, came back, and he's like, if I was your boyfriend, and that shit was a little bit more funky, and then obviously he made the true jump to I'm an adult now when he came out with that, uh, the most recent one. Uh, with, uh, if you the way you looked at my, you, you know, uh, maybe you should go and love yourself. I know he's killing DJ Khaled remixes and showing up everybody. Cause he, he killed no favor. No favor was all him. That was ridiculous. And, th- and this fool don't want to put out another album. Yes, I am on board saying I want another Justin Bieber album. Sue me. If y'all listen to 110 episodes of this podcast, 11 episodes, and don't know what I'm about, and know that I like weird things, then please keep listening. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one one this morning. Oh, man. So she took some time off and then came back in 2001 with Aaliyah. And, of course, the very first single came out in April that year and it was it it was in that weird period at least for me let me just tell you my little um evaluation of it there was that transitional period for Timbaland and Missy and it was like that transition from the beats from Missy's The Real World album which had She's a Bitch on it to Missy's Get Your Freak On which was 2000 I believe and then 2000 or no it was 2001 was get your freak on and then you get to 2002 and i know missy did a lot of production but still that's when you get into the um what's it called 2002 is when work it like work it came out but i think missy produced that don't quote me i'm not checking so Tim was doing all kinds of things. like, And if you look at Jay's discography, you can tell that. Because there's songs on Volume 3, and we're going to talk about this when I get with Marcus. But he produced It's Hot, turned around and produced NYMP, then gave You Come and Get Me. Like, all those songs are so vastly different. Tim was killing it then. So when We Need a Resolution came out, it was, it was just super different, man. I, I It was like nothing else on the radio. I'm just gonna play a little sample of it. Soon, there we go, we need a resolution, Aaliyah. Plug in here, just to show y'all. I'm gonna get hit with copyright. Oh wait. See, so it, it knocks, don't get me wrong. No idea who that is. I'm tired of arguing, girl. Yeah, so it's knocking. It's knocking. But just listen to how different that beat is. I just it doesn't sound like anything else on the radio at that time. It just sounded so different than everything else. And I checked my phone real quick. Uh, that was my old job calling me. <laughs> and then she hits me with the text. Okay. Um, let me answer this. real quick. Are you working today? Yes. At 11. Okay. Um, and I'll go, sorry about that. But it, it, it does sounded different. It was a whole, like, and this was a whole peak era for Missy, Timbaland, uh, Aaliyah, and Genuine caught a lot of this too. Because his second album, which was, uh, what was it called? The Life was the third album. It was the one that had, my whole life has that was That was the one that, my, that was on that one. Um Damn it. Uh, nine o'clock. Nine, all so Anxious. Yeah, So Anxious was the album. And then there was another joint on Genuine's album. Genuine. Genuine's album. Like, they were killing the game between the four of them. There was so much dope stuff coming out between them. So when you heard that, nobody knew what was going on at all. So it threw me off, but as you heard, it knocked. But no, there was nothing else that sounded like that, okay? I say all that to say this. Um... Sorry, I'm reading my text messages. Trying to help out a former co-worker with some other people that's coming through the job. So, sorry. So, I was I was like, man, I, I really like this. I, I'm cool with it. But then, the joint that came out that... Um, and it says it wasn't released until November of 2001. No, actually, it's true. Okay. But... Yeah, she had the single out, she had the video out, and her album was coming. That's the thing we knew. The album was released in July of 2001. So the album had literally been out a month before she passed away. And for those who don't know, Aaliyah um, was in a plane accident. Let me read this to y'all August 25th, 2001, 650. Aaliyah, members of. Uh, the record company boarded a uh, twin engine C- Cessna, um, from Bahamas, um, to go to Florida after they finished filming the video for Rock the Boat. Uh, airplane was small, uh, so let's see, the plane, uh, went down, uh, crashed shortly after takeoff, about 200 feet from the end of the runway and exploded. So they went up, they went down, and then Aaliyah was gone. And it was insane. Honest, and... It, her funeral was on August 31st so the the 18th anniversary of that's coming up so her album had been out a month and then she dies in this horrific plane crash and nothing like this had ever happened to us and I say us like because when it happened I was at school I had just started Potomac State in Kaiser Like I started August 20th and I had met Wes who I've talked about on the podcast um, may have met Ed but me and Ed weren't tight yet and me and Wes used to go in the student union, and uh, we, we played pool. I was god-awful at it, still god-awful at it. Not a fan of pool. I'll do it if I have to, to be social. But I don't like pool. <laughs> and we were playing pool and watching music videos, and the news came on and said, singer, uh, singer Leah has been killed in a plane crash. I want to say it was Kurt Loder. Uh, shout out to him who came on and, and said the news. Yeah, Leah Dana-Hawton. Has died in a plane crash. And she was, uh, God, how old is she? She was, uh, 22 years old. Yeah. Cause she would have, she turned 20 in 99. So, 21 years old. 22 years old. Gone. Cause we had, uh, you, we had heard the stories, at least I did, cause I was a music nerd, about, The 27 Club. Kurt happened when I was in elementary school. Kurt Cobain killing himself. That was a big deal for a lot of people. There were some people who were truly attached to Kurt and his music, but then it also became the cool thing to wear the shirts and be goth and dark and everything. Um, I know there's people that truly lived their life, but I know there's a lot of people in my junior high who just did that because... It was a cool thing to do. It was like, oh, I'm just going to... I'm going to get into... To... Um, punk. It wasn't even Punk. Uh, shit. Alternative. I'm going to get into Alternative. And I'm going to buy these Nirvana shirts. And dye my hair dark. And... Be different. And it worked for some people. And other people... Never stuck, you know? So, I remember that. And... I'm trying to think anybody that was even comparable to her like Princess Die happened but that had nothing to do with music I knew who she was because my mom was a big fan of hers and had that subscription to People Magazine I've told y'all about but and, and Tupac and Biggie had been murdered but this was the first and, that, and those were tragedies don't get me wrong but this was the first it was just completely out of nowhere and I keep going back to this. Not to say that Biggie and Tupac deaths weren't going out were out out of nowhere, but we knew there was a West Coast, East Coast feud. So was anybody truly surprised? No, unfortunately. But Aaliyah took everybody by surprise. And she passed and everybody was in shock. <laughs> and then the the joint came out, man, cuz I remember I was home for winter break, I think. It was 2002. Um, and I went to my sister's house, my stepsister. And she, again, picked up KYS. So I was just chilling at the house. I think I was hanging out with my nephews. Uh, and we were listening to radio. And this song came on, and it was more than a woman. And I was like, oh, my God, this song is incredible. I don't even remember when they dropped Rock the Boat. Because Rock the Boat... didn't seem like they even put that out like they said here the single for rock the boat was they put out in january 2002 they dropped um just show you how behind i was more than a woman came out in november i didn't hear it till december january of uh a few months later yeah they the music video yeah aaliyah was on 106 and park two days before she died and announced the video so, they finally put out the video, oh, October 9th is when they released the video for Rock the Boat. And in the More Than a Woman video, that came out, and yeah, she shot that before she shot the Rock the Boat video, and I don't remember when it came out, I'm looking. Oh here we go. January 14th. So I hadn't I heard it before the video came out for More Than a Woman, but more than a woman was my sh oh such my jam, man. It song went so hard. Um j- just just do it one time for but imagine being a barely 19-year-old kid having this major major Icon of our of my youth disappear and then have this drop. Come on, fam. I should rap over this if I ever write a song. Uh uh. Timbaland was crazy (laughs) In a good way So Yeah it's been 18 years It's hard to believe Like every August I used to remember That uh It would get to late August And then somehow Hey Hey I'm trying to record The world's greatest podcast over here And you're over there Beeping and backing up Reinhardt food service (sighs) Oh Yeah, man, but that song came out, and I, I didn't, I I know I didn't cry over it. I was I was not as in touch with my feelings. When I was 19. I would have cried now, <laughs> but I was 19 then. So I, I did not cry over Leah passing or anything like that. But <sighs> there's just so much stuff that she was able to do and and let's not forget let's not forget try again came out in 2000 that was from Romeo's die that joint was a hit and then let's not forget one of her biggest songs which is from Dr. Doolittle I believe let's see did I nail it Dr. Doolittle yes are you that somebody that came out in 98 she pops up two years later on this on this joint, it kills it. Let us do it one time for the people. I'm sorry. I know this ain't good editing, but I don't care. Like, come on, fam. Like, it, who does that? Uh huh. Really feel 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 uh. Here we go. Can y'all really feel me? Feel mm. <laughs> West Coast, it? Dirty, 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 y'all really feel me? Really? Coast, This song filter. was everywhere. Can you imagine? I've been watching you like a hawk from the sky. I fly and you were my prey. Can you imagine? if Aaliyah was still here now, can you imagine what she had uh, done? Would there be a Beyonce? Would Beyonce be as big if Aaliyah was still there? Would there be a Hov and Bee? Because in case y'all already know, Aaliyah and Hov dated when she was like 20, and then she got with Dane. So that was always awkward. Would there be a, a, a Hov and Bee? Would there be a beehive, a bay hive, however you say that shit, beehive, if Aaliyah was still alive today? The sky was the limit. And she was taken away from us. And like I was saying, I used to sit here um, when August rolled around and been a little sad for the loss of her. And in recent years, it's kind of slipped by me. So I'm glad Marcus rely, relied reminded me of this. Because she really did have a huge impact in the small time frame. We literally had seven years of her on the national scene. And I don't know when Back and Forth dropped. If Back and Forth dropped in 93, we had eight years of this phenomenal voice from this young woman who was just coming into her own. And then she was just torn away. And I'm not afraid to say it, she was bad. She was bad. Lord, 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 you'd know that you were beautiful, Leah. So I am not afraid to admit if anybody says, Did you name her after Leah the singer? I'm like, absolutely. To be able to I know I know some people are like, I gotta have a son, no um and I want like the idea is that you have a son and then they carry on their last names, legacy, and everything. Uh, Because obviously the rule, the way it normally goes is a man loves a woman, they get married, and then the woman takes the last man's name, and then her name just goes away. I told Angel she didn't have to do that, but she chose to. With this, since I didn't get Gwendolyn, since Jasmine didn't work out, to know that I have... My daughter in this world, who is named and spelled exactly like Aaliyah, who passed away, who had a huge impact on me on my youth, and I always loved her music. And I did think she was beautiful. But it was mostly for the music and her talents and what she was able to do. And the, she was just, <laughs> she was lightning in a bottle, man. And the fact that we had her even for a small frame of time, is something that I'll always remember fondly as I obviously have just shared with you. So, words of wisdom for today and a recommendation. a recommendation: Go back, get on your streaming services, listen to some Aaliyah, do it, and words of wisdom is... i eh, we'll come back to it. I, 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 I have time, obviously. I do want to tell y'all that Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. Because that's what we do. When we do it. And how we do it. ch ch See, I thought I only talked about Aaliyah for a minute, and here it is, 40 minutes in that's why it's the world's greatest podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hyphen podcast group.com. That's where you can find everything. And of course, hyphenation is available on podcasts, playing platforms worldwide. If you find one that doesn't have hyphenation, let me know so I can fix it. Okay? K Cupcake? It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay, or whatever. It's like ladies night, or whatever. It's like wrestling, or whatever. It's like parenting, or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people coming around, doing what we do best. whatever you should watch listen and follow or whatever it's like a podcast or whatever all right so your boy forgot his blood pressure medicine so I am headed home to get it now I'm not too worried about missing a day but I'm not supposed to do that so and, you know, I have, I honestly have not gone a day without it. I, there was like maybe one time that I forgot, an Angel, no, it's not one time, maybe Angel brought it to me once, and I just happened to forget. Um, and so, I, this is the second time I've forgotten, and I feel all right, but I'm not going to take any chances. I'm just going to go ahead and go cop this medicine. So, y'all going to ride with me while I go back across town real quick to get the medicine and then come back over here. So, after that inspiring conversation about Aaliyah, I was really happy with that segment. Like, I think it was probably one of one of the best segments I've had on Hyphenation. I might go back and listen to it later, and I'm like, oh man, that was garbage. What was I thinking? Maybe. Let's be fair. Um, but the other plan for this episode was I was going to talk about Stranger Things three, but since I don't know how long I may talk about it. And it doesn't feel like a 10 minute or even a 15 minute conversation, considering all the things that went down. I am going to put a pin in that, and then I will actually come back to that in a future episode um, here shortly. Uh, it'll be the next couple where I discuss Stranger Things 3 at length and go over everything that happened to the people of that uh, small, weird town in Indiana whose name is escaping me. <laughs> So this is gonna be real great. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, there was a monster, and what's his name did this, and what's her name did this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I have names, and I'm prepared to sit down and really talk at length about this because there's a lot to cover, a lot to unpack. So I definitely want to do that with y'all. Uh, but something I do want to tell y'all about. One, I have a recommendation. A recent Bill Simmons podcast show he had on David Spade. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Bill Simmons lately. And this episode is absolutely delightful. Spade talks about coming up with SNL and the experience with different people and being part of that Adam Sandler uh, family of movies and Netflix deal and his new show on Comedy Central. But he's hilarious. And I actually really enjoyed the show. Uh, David Spade someone who I feel like is kind of underrated because he's not that guy that, uh, you know, he doesn't. Like, ring any bells? <laughs> like, he doesn't check out. I don't know. Like, when people say, Oh, who's your favorite comedian? Like, who, what, what's some of your favorite funny people that are in movies or actors that are in funny movies? I feel like David Spade just never comes up. They'll say Sandler. Maybe someone will say Chris Rock, even though he doesn't have a whole lot of funny movies. Some people will even go back and say Farley, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, uh, Eddie Murphy. But I, you just don't, even for Michael Myers, he has a, a several. Uh, but And then even maybe some people say, I like Dana Carvey and Wayne's World. You know, some people like that uh, Master of Disguise film they put out a few years ago. But David Spade just doesn't get a lot of propers for what he has been able to do uh, over the length of his career. So it was a really good sit down. Um, I recommend that. Now, my next recommendation is a little bit weird. And I say that to say this. All right. (laughs) I'm just going to double-check, make sure there's nothing else on here. I did write down Alex Inc. Uh, in case anybody's interested, Alex Inc. was a show on ABC. It was on last uh, spring. I believe it was spring of 2018. It was only 10 episodes, and it got canceled. Stars Zach Braff of Scrubs fame. Um, his wife on that show, um, she is on The Good Place, and she's very good on that show. And the reason I even watched it, besides it being Zach Braff, I mean, I, I support... I support Scrubs alumni as much as I can. Like, I, I've been wanting to watch that show that John C. McGinley's on uh, that I, was, I think he has two or three seasons out because it looks funny. Yeah, Tia, Tia Sicar, Tia Hillary Ann Matthews, and Michael Imperioli are all on this show. And there's only 10 episodes, but what it is about is there's this radio broadcaster. He quits um radio broadcasting because he wants to start a podcast company and that's what he does it's about that journey and his everyday life with his family and uh putting together this company it's based off of the startup podcast if you ever heard of that it is uh it is a riff of their story and i enjoyed the 10 episodes it's a nice nice little thing you can watch real quick that's not gonna uh it's not gonna exhaust you you don't gotta think too much throw it on have a couple laughs. Uh, enjoyed the story. You may ha- hate it after the first episode. You may hate Zach Braff. A lot of people apparently uh, used to really hate Zach Braff back in the day. Um, from his Garden State days and uh, some of the other weird, not weird films. Uh, let's call them um, unique films that he was choosing to do outside of the Scrubs universe. So, uh, please, if you're interested, check out Alex Inc. But here's, the, here's where we're going to get to the last topic. Last topic! so it was a few weeks ago maybe it was a week or two ago and i was editing i don't know if i was editing for me i don't know if i was posting monster and a man but i was working on something i might have been working on uh, that alipow episode that I was on with marcus uh for uh handsome bane for eric and i had on e i had on the e channel and there was it was one of those things where it was like a movies we love and it was a movie that Ironically enough, I love. So I had turned it on, and it was towards the back half of it. So that movie ended. And then the movie that came on afterwards was this film called Something Borrowed. This film is from 2011. It stars stars Kate Hudson. It stars Jennifer Goodwin. Now, Kate Hudson, of course, is the daughter of Goldie Hawn, uh, Kurt Russell's her stepfather. And... She's been in several films over her career. She's made her living pretty much doing rom-coms, rom-dramedies kind of thing. Uh, Probably one of the ones that immediately comes to mind is You, Me and Dupree. She's pretty funny in that with Matt Dillon and uh, Owen Wilson. Then, of course, she was in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So she has many films to her name in this genre. But Kate Hudson's not the main character. She's the biggest name in the movie. Uh, Next to my man, John Krasinski, who he was coming off the tail end of his run on The Office around 2011, because I believe The Office ended in 2012 or 2013. And the premise of this movie is Jennifer Goodwin is Kate Hudson's best friend. And Jennifer Goodwin's a lawyer and Kate Hudson is Kate Hudson at her peak. I know she's gained some weight recently. I believe she started having kids and I know she was doing that Fabletics thing um, on IG. And uh, so so I don't. I haven't seen Kate Hudson as much stuff. She's. I think she's very focused on the family at this time. But Kate Hudson is engaged to her friend from law school. Law school. Law school, and like she throws a surprise 30th birthday party for Rachel Jennifer Goodwin's character. Only other thing I know Jennifer Goodwin from was um, he's just not in that. He's just not that into you. Her character ended up with Justin Long. Yes, I watched that movie. I've said this before. Y'all know I've watched weird things, okay? And I enjoy them when I shouldn't, okay? You don't gotta go watch How to Lose or You don't gotta go watch How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. You don't have to go watch. Um, He's just not that into you. To so get the gist, the gist. You probably don't even have to watch this. In fact, I'm not. This is a recommendation if you just want to watch a very strange film come together, okay? Now, with that said. Uh, Kate Hudson's character and we're just going to call her oh she had a real interesting name that's not coming to me we're just going to call her Kate, Kate. no we're going to call her um, Goldie's Kid Goldie's Kid throws Rachel a surprise 30th birthday party she gets trash Goldie, Goldie's Kid does and her uh, her fiance who getting married in like 69 days 68 days something like that takes her home because she's drunk then Rachel is leaving with her very close childhood friend John Krasinski's character Ethan and the fiance comes back his name is Dex yeah he's one of those dudes and he's like oh well uh she left my fiance left her Chanel purse and it's very and um I'm going to try to find it and Rachel says not the Chanel and Ethan's like not the Chanel let's go home <laughs> and uh She's like, oh, it's like a $6,000 handbag or something like that. And he's like, I didn't even know that. So Rachel stays back with Dex to look for the purse. She finds it. Uh, They go back outside the restaurant trying to hail a cab. Uh, Pretty much because Dex and Rachel are old friends, he could tell that Rachel wasn't that impressed by her birthday party. And it felt more um, like, look at me on Goldie's kid's part to would uh, be like, hey, I threw my friend, best friend, a for surprise party. Everybody, look at me. You know, that's a relationship. It's very focused on Goldie's kid and not very focused on Rachel. But don't get me wrong; they truly do are best friends and love each other. It's not. I, I feel like it's kind of an equal push and pull throughout the film. So Dex says, "Well, let's go have one more drink. You know, let's just go do it." So they go to a, a bar, have a drink, and I mean, like maybe a Heineken or two, like nothing too serious. And they have been drinking at the party, but Rachel comes out her mouth and says, Oh, I like, um, it's no wonder I used to have a crush on you in law school. And Ethan hears that. And Ethan's like, Oh, well, that, wow. Like you could tell when she said it, Ethan had no idea that she was ever into him. And Jennifer Goodwin's not bad looking, but when fun, Goldie's Kid shows up, and later in the film, Goldie's Kid even says that Ethan was got with her because she's fun. Um, that's just how she is. Uh, so Jennifer Goodwin's not lacking. She was a little bit more nerdy in law school. She's grown into her look, so to speak. Uh, she, she's learned how to bring out the best of her... It's a movie. She, she looks like a, a a very pretty woman, a very attractive woman, okay? Um, anyway... <laughs> Dex and her have a drink. to catch a cab together. He tells the cabbie two stops. Um, Rachel starts blabbing about, "Oh my goodness, I shouldn't have said anything to you. I'm so sorry. Forget I said it." Ethan grabs her and kisses her. They pause. Like Rachel's like, "What are you doing?" And then she immediately starts kissing him back. And then it's on like Doggy Con, and fade to black. Credits come up. Not the credits. The title card comes up. Something borrowed. Okay, that's how we get into the story. And I'm not going to break down this whole thing for you, but I'll get into the weird gist. So we've established that Rachel, best friend of Goldie's daughter, and Dex, fiance of Goldie's daughter, they are making out in the back of this car. So they have now cheated on their best friend and fiance, respectively. Now from here, guys, various hijinks ensue. And for the curious, I just took my medicine. I grabbed a stuffed pepper that Angel made last night, a Philly Steak stuffed pepper. Very good. So I copped that. That'll be my lunch. No spending money on lunch today. Shouldn't have bought that damn McDonald's breakfast sandwich this morning, but I couldn't help it. Friday night, honey's jumping, get it right. Okay. So, we have established all my little girls over there playing. Aaliyah! Daddy's home! Look! Daddy's over here! Hi! I love you! Oh, Lord. Anyway, we've established that. Kate's character... Uh, Kate's character. Kate Hudson's character... You know what? Let's let's just do it right. I gots to know. I gots to know. Something borrowed cast. cast of Something by hey, includes Colin Egglesfield, I don't Jennifer c- Goodwin, and 29 others. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Dex played by Colin Egglesfield. Darcy is Kate Hudson's uh, character's name. Um, so, yeah. Ashley Williams, who played Victoria on How I Met Your Mother's Around. Uh, Steve Howey plays his dude named Marcus, if you know him. And then John Krasinski is Ethan. So, Darcy. So, Rachel and Ethan are now both... Uh, cheating on Darcy so I uh missed the part where they came out from commercial initially and I thought they had just kissed no they went back to hers and boned down <laughs> that's right so they, they went all the way like if we're all right doing it we're just gonna do it so obviously uh Rachel's mortified Dex is mortified they separate Dex comes up with a, co- a cover story and then that's that's all she wrote okay then then like uh, Rachel is Darcy's maid of honor so at some point everything's kind of calmed down they go on a I believe it was a uh, awkward they they go to uh, Ethan's not Ethan Dex's beach house in the Hamptons and like all six of these people so Ethan is with this uh, is with Oh, what is her name? Damn, Claire. Claire is played by Ashley Williams who played Victoria on How I Met Your Mother. Ethan is with Claire. He randomly hooked up with her. It didn't mean anything to him, but she is now obsessed with him because she really likes him. He doesn't have the balls to tell her that he just wanted a uh, one night stand. So he's kind of stuck with her. They take Rachel to the Hamptons to hook up with Marcus. She has no interest in Marcus. Marcus is a total player. She really doesn't have any interest. Okay? Then of course Darcy and Dex are there. They go to the Hamptons and... Oh man why did I say what happened at the Hamptons? Alright so they're at the Hamptons. They still haven't talked about anything. Um, And then Dex and and Darcy ended up having super loud sex and the whole house can hear and just awkward conversations happen Over the course of the next couple days Darcy says Darcy Rachel says I got to go home I got to work she lies to get away because obviously her and Dex just hooked up There's something there Dex takes her to get the bus they discuss things He says he wasn't that drunk and he feels a certain way about her and they kind of leave leave it hanging there so from there so, from there, Darcy asks Rachel, hey, go watch this band that we want to play at our wedding. I will meet you there. Dex has to work. And so, Rachel's like, okay. She gets there. No Darcy. Darcy cancels. And who shows up but Dex, who loves his band? They watch the band a little bit. They kind of have a confrontation about what happened. And then... Rachel walks away saying everything's too late cuz he says that he has feelings for her told me you feel the same way She says I can't they walk outside Uh, He follows her and then he she uh, Tells him that she does feel the same way and they make out so now they're in this really weird space where they legit It wasn't just a random bad idea hookup now. They legit have feelings for each other They go back to law school cuz that's told through flashbacks um yeah, that's told total flashbacks that there was something between them as being uh, very good friends in law school and they just never acted on it. And then Darcy showed up one night and he even asked her if it was okay if he hung out with Darcy and she said yes. She didn't mean it. It comes up later in the movie. So, they're making out or whatever. Uh, they have this little secret fling thing going. So he's like, Hey, um, why don't you... Uh, Come up to the Hamptons again this weekend Because apparently they go every weekend And I'd like to see you again I can't get you off my mind She stupidly agrees to this They all go to the Hamptons All usual suspects Ethan's there And Darcy's there And Marcus is there Who brought another girl this time And Claire's there So they're all there (laughs) Dex and, and and Rachel don't get to talk at all Ethan starts piecing together That there's something going on Between the two of them And so she once again comes back to uh, goes back into the city, works normal. She is mad at him for something that happened. I don't remember. She gets mad at him several times throughout the movie. Rachel gets mad at Dex. Ethan, uh, she tells Ethan that uh, what's going on between them. And then this happens. (laughs) Fourth of July weekend, the plan is everybody's going to Hamptons again. Well, Dex is going to say he has to work. And Darcy is... Rachel's also going to say she cannot go to the Hamptons. Leaving Darcy and Claire to definitely go to the Hamptons and Marcus. And also, I don't know where Ethan was during this. I don't think Ethan made that third trip to the Hamptons. (laughs) Ethan awkwardly made the second trip because there was flooding in his apartment. Um, But you find out later there's more of a reason why he wanted to be there. So everybody leaves except for Dex and... Rachel. They spend the 4th of July weekend together. They spend a the night together. Dex tells her that he loves her and ultimately they have a nice weekend. They run into his parents. His dad sees something going on with this other girl all of a sudden. His mom is super happy about him getting married to Darcy and apparently she's been sick and this has kind of her, given her a little bit of life back to her. His dad says, that's not what our family does. Knock it off, whatever's going on with this other girl. He said, because sometimes uh, getting what you want doesn't mean it's necessarily right. So he pretty much says, leave him alone. Okay? Leave her alone. They part ways, and then after that, Dex doesn't talk to Rachel at all for weeks. No phone calls, no nothing. So Ethan's getting pissed. Ethan, like, he's just streaming you along. He's using you. Like, like, how long is this going to go on? Until their wedding night? Until their first anniversary? And then Darcy and Rachel's like, they're not even married yet. And then Ethan's like, I know. They're not married. Like, if he really is all these things to you and saying all these things, he would call off his wedding. But he's not doing that. He's being selfish. So Ethan's getting really mad at Dex Because he's stringing along Rachel. <sighs> yeah. So somehow, someway, they all end up in the Hamptons again. For the weekend, okay. And essentially, after uh, embarrassing herself, well, that was that was the last time where she uh, she fell down, and and then Darcy's like, "Did you hurt your vagina?" And Rachel's like, "No, I didn't hurt my vagina. I hurt the area next to my vagina." It was pretty funny in the moment. Anyway, they go to Hamptons again. Uh, they go to that same bar they're at. Rachel works up the nerve to tell Dex, she's like you're right, or tell Dex, she's like, I want you to leave her, and I want you to be with me. He says that he can't. So she storms off, uh, or no, she had already stormed off in tears, because they were already arguing about something, because, because what had happened was, Ethan tried to spill the beans during a badminton game that gone wrong, it's, it's actually kind of hilarious, but yeah, it was a badminton game that was gone wrong, get off your phone, people are driving behind you, you almost ran into that bus. <laughs> yeah, they were playing Truth or Dare Badman because he's trying to get everybody to tell secrets. Because at one point after Darcy's bachelorette party, she go, she stays at Rachel's. Dex comes over to see Rachel for the first time since Fourth of July. Darcy's there. Rachel has to lie and say, Oh, uh, I've been sleeping with Ethan. So they're like, Oh, we're going to tell secrets. That's what he, Ethan's like. Oh, we're telling secrets? Cool, because he wants everything out and open. He thinks this whole thing's ridiculous. He's like, and then, of course, uh, Darcy's like, oh, well, Ethan and Rachel are sleeping together, and, and Ethan's like, what? Blah, 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 blah. And then Ethan is about to spill the beans about Dex and Rachel's affair. Rachel literally smacks him in the face with a badminton... A racket, And then he falls out and nothing is told there. But then Darcy clearly knows something is going on. So she's trying to figure out what's going on. It's crazy. Also, in the middle of all this, Ethan decides he's moving to London. <laughs> After he told Claire, who was desperate for him, that he was gay. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Claire finds out that supposedly Ethan and Rachel are hooking up and realize he's not gay. And she says, well, at least I tried to Rachel. And then that's when Rachel finally worked up the nerve to say to Dex... Um, I want you to leave Darcy and be with me. And he says, I can. So everything's kind of done. Rachel runs away to London a few weeks later to see uh, see your man, see Ethan, who's over there now. And he, she gets there and they're talking. And she says that she's done with all that. And, he, and at this point, she doesn't even know if she's going to be in a wedding like Darcy's furious, but... Uh, Rachel finally worked up the nerve to tell Darcy no... Because her whole life she feels like she's been... Doing everything for Darcy... So... Get to that point... And then... <laughs> Ethan decides this is the perfect time... To tell Darcy... Or Rachel he has feelings for her... Because the whole movie... I'm thinking... Okay, they're they're looking like... Dex and Rachel or the way they're going... But ultimately... I don't think they can pull that off because of how they have ultimately got together with the cheating. There's going to be some kind of swerve to Ethan's character, John Krasinski. That's what I'm thinking in my head, right? Well, I was wrong. <laughs> because Ethan says, I'm in love with you. And and it's like, oh, the big moment for him. He finally confesses that he's always had feelings with her and he loves her. And he was acting that way and, t- and running from Claire and was in the Hamptons to be... With Rachel, because he has feelings for her, he just can never tell her, tell her because they've always been best friends. But then he also tells her, "I know that you're in love with someone else, so it's not fair of me to ask you to love me now and maybe not ever." So they have a nice little moment where he gets permanently friend zoned. It sucks <laughs> for him because I did. I'm glad because I didn't want it to just be John Krasinski by default because he's the only other dude that she liked. She never liked the Marcus dude. Okay, So she heads back to the States, getting ready for the wedding. She literally gets dropped off at her apartment. Dex is sitting on the steps, has not seen Dex since the night he told her that he could not be with her, couldn't break off the wedding. Okay, And Dex's thought process was, the wedding makes my mother really happy. And my father said that I cannot leave my bride to be at the altar to be with this other woman now. That was whole Dex's whole game plan. But there is a scene of the family and out to dinner with Darcy and Dex. And Dex's mom looks at him and can tell that he's not happy. And they don't ever go into detail about why he's not happy or what happened in that moment. But I'm thinking that he had a heart to heart with his mother and that kind of pushed him over. So uh, Dex follows her up to the apartment and she's like, I don't want nothing to do with you. I don't... Uh, uh, Darcy, you don't deserve Darcy, or Darcy deserves better than you, I deserve better, and, you, and so do you, essentially. But she, she, Rachel's pretty much done. And <laughs> this is how Rachel, and then Dex the goes up to the party, he's like, I broke off the wedding. And I'm like, he's lying! He's lying! He didn't break off the wedding. But it turns out he did. And they're having a moment, and I think they share a kiss, because he wants to be with her. And then ultimately, here comes Darcy to tell Rachel, the news that she broke off the wedding after Dex did, of course. Oh, by the way, she did admit to Rachel after their sleepover after a bachelorette party that she was sleeping with someone and it was only once and it was on 4th of July. And then also that Ethan hadn't touched her since before 4th of July. So technically, in a weird way, not Ethan, Dex, Dex had been faithful to Rachel since they actually had that weekend together 4th of July, which is weirdly sweet, I guess. Okay, stay with me. Darcy tells Rachel, Marcus, the dude that was trying to hook up with uh, Rachel beginning of the movie, that she, he is the friend, or the guy that, well, I don't know. She said it was somebody from work, but Marcus is the dude she's been hooking up with. It went from one time to several times, and oh, by the way, she's pregnant. Dex overhears all of this. Darcy leaves, knocks again, sees his jacket. Dex's jacket. Loses her shit. Her and Dex have a huge confrontation. I mean, um, yeah. And then, of course, Darcy has a confrontation with uh, Rachel. Pretty much airs them out. Never want to talk to you again. Blah, blah, blah. So the friendship is over to make this new relationship with Dex and Rachel work. Two months later, Rachel and Darcy see each other for the first time since that day. They kind of seem like they made up. They both kind of, Rachel apologized for it. No, Rachel, Rachel was cold hearted though. Rachel said, um, I'm sorry for not telling you or something like that. It was, it was the way she carried it was like, it's not, I'm sorry that I slept with him and that I'm in love with him. I'm sorry for how it happened or something. So it was like, I don't regret what I did to get him because we are in love and I'm happy, but then I don't regret, I regret the way that it happened to you is the way she did it. So she kind of still put up, stood up for herself while apologizing. But they have a nice little moment. The movie ends. Uh, Darcy says she's more hap- is the happiest she's ever been, even before when she thought she was going to get married to Dex. And the movie ends, and Dex and Rachel are together. So that is the whole plot of Something Borrowed. Now, when I watched first watch this, I didn't see the end. I fell asleep. And Charlotte from Sex and the City was screaming at some point in the middle of the night because the TV was still on and woke me up and scared me. <laughs> So, last night, um, I sat down with Angel, and we uh, we watched Something Borrowed. And it, it was a ride, man. So, if you want to see a crazy-ass rom-com, it's pretty funny uh, that uh, they pretty much tried to make it b- better that uh, Darcy and Dex didn't stay together by... um, Yeah, Darcy and Dex didn't stay together. No, Darcy... Sorry. They tried to make it better that Dex and Rachel had an affair by having... Darcy go even crazier by sleeping with his his good friend and getting pregnant by him to try to justify the affair watch something borrowed you see it out of the corner of your eye at the end of an alleyway that didn't exist before the light seems to flicker and threatens to sputter out. It's a theater, and there's only one film playing. You don't recognize the title, although it stirs something in your mind. Welcome to The Mirage, the theater of movies that do not exist. Cinematic Mirage is a podcast exclusive to the Domicile of Dread Patreon about films that were greenlit that never made it to the silver screen. Join Thomas D.J. as he explores how the projects came together, why they stopped production, and what they may have been about. It's free to all patrons at the $5 a month level or more. To learn more and to sign up, go to patreon.com slash DJ's Domicile of Dread. Cinematic Mirage. A seat's waiting for you. Hyphenation. Nation. The Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. Hyphen podcast group.com and also Mark Robb, M-A-R-C-R-O-B. My semi-regular co-host. It's his website, Marcus showing Mad Love Robinson. That website is the mark rob t-h-e-m-a-r-c-r-o-b dot wordpress.com he's got a new football piece up because by the time you hear this it'll be sunday and it just dropped on friday and i started this pod earlier this week but it's now friday the magic of audio i'm leaving work like bro i'm about to get some wings and beer that's all i got to say wings and a beer wherever i can find them make them crispy and make them tasty and the beer cold. Don't ask. It's not a lot to ask, right? I don't think so. Any hoozle. Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do. You have to do you. So do it. To chill. Try your best to have meaningful interactions with people you never know what the next man or woman is going through a few kind words from you could change someone's whole perspective you never know what hits home and vice versa when you bring negative energy so try to have genuine interactions with people hug your mother shake your father's hand visit your sister punch your brother call your cousin email your grandmother Write your grandfather a letter. send your godfather a telegram and um, send your God Godmother a postcard. Give people their flowers while they are here. Let them know what you mean to them because you let them know what they mean to you because you never know when it's your time to go. Word up. I remember I tried to make this make word app a thing on Twitter. I was like, yeah, word app. Because it was supposed to be like the way you said it. It was supposed to make it sound like you're saying, what up? But it was like, word app, word app. I'm corny. I'm pretty corny. Words of wisdom for today. Maybe, sometimes, the problem is you. And Or maybe, even better, sometimes you are the asshole. And when I say this, there are many people out there who have different things going on in their life. And when they talk to other people about said issues, they find everything wrong with what has been done to them. They are always the victims this happened and this happened and if this person didn't say this and if this had went my way here and if the skies had parted at 3.06 p.m. instead of 3.07 p.m., things wouldn't be this way. I once wrote a song. It's called Make Your Own Luck. It's on the Minds Wake State Volume 3. And not to say I don't believe in luck, but I also feel like you have a lot to do with The things that happen to you. What you put into the world is what you get out of the world. The power of positivity. Ladies and gentlemen. So when... Sometimes when you you might be feeling like... The world's against you. Or you're having a lot of issues. With different things. Problems popping up. And maybe even the same problems popping up in new spaces. With new people. Maybe... You need to step back and ask, Am I the asshole? There's a fun subreddit on Reddit called Am I the asshole? I believe it's called uh, A-I-T-A-H is what they call the subreddit. And basically people come in there like, "Like, Man, um, none of my bridesmaids uh, want to pay for my wedding dress. And I don't, don't want to pay anything. Am I the asshole? And people will naturally say, Yeah, you're an asshole. Like, why would your bridesmaids be expected to pay for your wedding dress? You know? Sometimes take yourself out of your shoes, step back, and ask. Am I the asshole? Because if you're the asshole, then it's probably a good time for you to start adjusting things accordingly. And then, if you know you're not the asshole, then it's probably the time to adjust things accordingly so that you can adapt to your situations a little better unless you're able to remove yourself get that negativity out of your life k punkin alright if you want to get a hold of me b-h-y-p-h-e-n at gmail.com on twitter at b-hyphen facebook hyphen universe instagram the b-hyphen the b-hyphen if you want to go through the hyphen podcast group you can do so at hyphen podcast group at gmail.com at hyphen pod group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen podcast group on Instagram. Please take the time to go to your Apple Podcasts, your, your Spotify, or whatever podcast app you're listening to. But even if you listen to me on some weird BFE podcast app that doesn't have a rating system, take the time to look up hyphenation on Apple Podcasts or on Google um, Podcast, Any place you see where you can rank the show and give it five stars or a rating or leave a real review, please take the time to do that. And don't forget to subscribe. You'll never miss a pulse-pounding edition of the world's, of the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, if you do it that way. So keep that in mind. Please and thank you. And always, uh, let other people know about the show. So that you can talk to other people about the show. Nation should be a water cooler event. Okay? People should listen to an episode of Nation, Then literally go, go to work. And then run into Tommy or Sarah at the water cooler. Like, hey. You listen to episode uh, 111 of Hyphenation? And they like, yeah, man. That Aaliyah tribute was dope Because I didn't know where he was going And then all of a sudden he started playing the music And I got really into it with him And I was like, man, really asked myself Could, would Beyonce be Beyonce If Aaliyah had, had, was still around Y'all need to do that Like, I, I can't make y'all do that y'all, It's there That's why the pod is here You listen, you discuss You share your feelings And if you want to share them with me, that's even better I don't care if it's negative energy. If you hate the show, tell me. I've always said I'll read negative reviews on here. Okay? Wherever podcasts are sold, any podcasting platform, you name it, hyphenation is there along with the rest of the great hyphen podcast group shows. Okay? If you find that hyphenation is not on your favorite podcast platform, let me know. I will get to fixing it. Okay? All right. I appreciate each and every one of y'all that spend time with me every time an episode drops, whether it's a whole month off, like July ended up being, or whether it's this week where I'm literally dropping like four episodes in a week. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. I will be here as long as you're happy. Okay? I keep saying K. Eh. R.I.P. Aaliyah, go watch Something Borrowed or don't watch Something Borrowed. It's probably even better with a few stiff drinks in your hand, so. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks y'all. forget to subscribe and comment this has been a hyphen podcast network production they're the bestest i'm getting paid an exposure